0: Guys, welcome back to the second part of the third episode of the Notetaker series. Quick little thing before we get right into it. Um, I am selling shirts. It says, shut up and hunt on them. And it's going to have my logo on the back They are Odie Green with black lettering. Uh, kind of give you a little bit of backstory about that. Uh, I got on Facebook the other day and, you know, scrolling through all these quote unquote hunting groups that, you know, are on Facebook and, and stuff like that. And just seeing the comment section on on all these different posts and pictures absolutely is just drove me insane. And I was so, you know, I'm all about saving weight, you know, public land hunting and saddle and all that. But it's just, it's killing me that the fact that people are actually on there telling people that, you know, oh, that's, you know, that's going to put you over three pounds and you're not going to be able to do that. That's just not going to work. Like, dude, like, come on. I need y'all to get real for a second and 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 stop worrying about all the dumb crap and just start hunting again like I love you guys and I'm all about the the lightweight mobile setups and I'm all about hunting public land that's literally not 99.99% of what I hunt and I'm all about you know being more efficient but I think there's a way to do it and not sound like a complete and total like douchebag like it just is what it is so boys girls shut up and hunt for real get with the program stop worrying about what everybody else is doing you know if you want to share an opinion or you want to share something helpful that's one thing but to be just arguing back and forth just you being useless basically on a comment section and it's something to think about guys you all got to like see like if somebody knew was getting into hunting and they saw that they would just be turned away period like not about it so that's my little 30 second rant besides the point if you want one, hit me up, DM me, send me a text, send me a call, whatever, shoot me something. Let me know you want one. We'll get you squared away and uh, get right into the episode. It is the second part of the third episode of the your series with Greg Litzinger and on this episode, we are discussing buck betting and what affects that and kind of just different stories and experiences on how that might go. So hope you all enjoy and make sure you're taking notes. And as always, make sure you shoot me some feedback. Let me know what you want to hear, what you'd like to hear on the episode, on the podcast. Also, um, social media. Facebook, I'm under Seth Porter. Instagram is the double underscore bearded double underscore nomad. And then obviously, the Nomad Project Podcast has its own uh, social media page on Instagram, which is just the Nomad Project Podcast. So guys, make sure you're getting on there. Shoot me a follow, send me a DM, talk hunting, talk tactics, all you want, can't wait. Thank you all for all the support and love, and uh, get right into the episode, here you go.
1: Wind, uh, you know, it, it will transition into in bedding here with the wind. Uh, wind, you know, can affect bedding, usually does in, in some areas, you know, 80% of the time, but, you know, not necessarily always. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had some spots where you're like, this deer's going to bed in this, uh, on this point in the mountains when this wind. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing. You know, it, it's – because now, like, the – you know, the good thing about cameras is you can put a camera near, like, a, a bedding point. Like, I have them in the mountains. Like, I just run them all season Yeah. Uh, from October, and I'll pull them in, like, February March. And, like, I'm so far back in there, I haven't lost one yet, knock on wood. Yeah. But, uh, like, I don't even lock them up because it's like, if anybody finds this and they steal it, well, they're assholes, well, first of all. Yeah. But th- they earn they- – <laughs> They're, they they're, earned it. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad to say, but, you know, it's like, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but they the
0: needed it more than you anyway.
1: So. Exactly. so I'm doing them a favor. Yeah. Uh, but those deer will bed on these points with a wind. It, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And like, these are like good, solid deer. You're like, I just don't understand. You know, and you talk to the experts, uh, quote unquote experts, yeah. and they say when deer are completely bed, with the wind hundred percent in their favor. Mm, yeah. No. Yeah. I'm gonna have to say, how about new? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cause every scenario and every situation is different. Yeah. Uh, you know, there the wind for the most part, they will bed according to wind, yeah. but the wind shifts sometimes. What if that deer is coming in there at, you know, at, you know at, the wind shifts say he's in his bed at 9. AM the wind shifts. From north to south. Now, there's really no other good cover for a south bedding, but it, it it's three four yards. Now, yeah. do you think he's going to risk shifting that far? You know, going you know uh, and moving around. Yeah, I don't think so. No, like, absolutely not. Maybe some deer will, but the these older deer, I think they're just going to hold tight and and watch their back trail or maybe shift in their bed. Yeah. Uh, because they can smell their back trail now and, and look where danger might be coming from. Yeah. I don't know if they're necessarily going to expose themselves yeah. uh, as some industry experts say they will.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that at all. I, I don't think, like you said, every situation is different. Uh, yeah. Prime example, buddy of mine was telling me about this spot. And, just, and this is all I have to – I went off hearing. I didn't see the spot or anything. But he was saying that there's a creek bottom – uh, that was on the back half of this piece and that there's a human trail going down the middle, kind of like coming down the ridge and, uh, towards this creek bottom. And, uh, he went on, he kept going and I just kept thinking about that creek bottom. And I said, hold on, wait a minute. I said, I said, how long, how many times have you been on this piece? He said, oh, a few times. And I said, do you like, are there any beds? Have you found any beds down near the creek bottom? He goes, well, yeah, it's, it's pretty thick down in there, blah, blah, blah. And he said, uh, I said, have you ever thought about the wind coming down from the access spot going down those creek bottom? And he said, well, no. And I said, well, that's one thing you might want to think. I said, they're probably, you know, those bucks might bed down or even travel that creek bottom uh, when the wind's coming down because they're smelling from where the their quote unquote danger is coming from mm-hmm. down the human trail. And I said, another thing you need to think about is maybe they're, they're bedding up near the trail he's like "Well, why would they do that and i was like well first of all i said if i said if the wind isn't coming from the trail i was like then they're gonna want to see it if that's where most their that's where they feel like most of their danger is coming from mm-hmm. i was like so if the wind's coming from down from the creek bottom you know up to the trail i was like they're not going to be bedded down near the creek bottom i said why mm-hmm. i said i wouldn't think that anyway yeah. i said you know they're gonna they're gonna bed where they can uh they can see you know what's going on they're yeah. not like you said they're not going to get up and just expose themselves
1: yeah and and buck especially old reclusive bucks mm-hmm. they they if an area is great betting but people walk through it all the time yeah not great betting he's going to go somewhere where he's not disturbed if that's down low yeah. and there's no scent ever down there and he loses that uh, the 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 smell advantage yeah he's going he's gonna take that gamble yeah. yeah. Because he knows nobody's going down in there. And if they do, it's so thick and nasty. He's done heard you, you know, yeah. curse, yeah, you know, and everything else trying to get into there. So he's gonna yeah. just escape or let you walk right on by him. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing I learned uh from my buddy Johnny, uh, Johnny Stewart, is if you're not hunting thick cover, you're not gonna see a big deer. Yeah. And in some areas in the mountains, it's mature hardwoods, they don't really have thick cover. So they can bet in the open on these points. But where I hunt, it's laurel, it's it's thick, nasty, and the open hardwoods, there ain't never shit in there. There's a trail. Yeah. So that's about it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, so when it comes to betting, you know, focus on those those uh terrain features mm-hmm. that are beneficial to deer in a wind thermal situation and focus on the uh, terrain features where there's Transition from one cover to another, or a big rock boulder, or something that makes getting to them very difficult. Yeah, um, though them long, sloping, gradual points that humans love to walk up because they're easy. Yeah, there'll be rub lines going up and down it, but a, a, a mature buck that's been around the block a few times, he ain't bedding there mm-hmm. unless it's November and does are bedding there. Yeah, for sure. You know, he's gonna stay in that thick, nasty stuff, and that's when I when I search for bedding. I look at uh, the top of the map, like all right, there's a few points. Put it on the onyx mm-hmm. and go boost on the ground. And yeah. if I get there and it's open timber, I'm like, well, scratch that off. I'm not even coming back. I don't care. Yeah, you know, for me, it's a, it's a no go. <laughs> you know, I might throw a suit at it in November, mm-hmm. but like I said, I'm the worst a hunter. So that's probably why I don't kill anything because <laughs> dumb shit like that. Yeah, I, for sure. You know, I when it comes to bedding, thick cover. You know, and where humans don't go. If you're finding human sign, eye shine, uh, trash, boot prints, yeah. uh, scent bottles, buck bomb, whatever, or a little, you know, whatever people use to get through the woods. Yeah. It's just, odds are, a mature buck's not going to be hanging out there very long. Yeah. You know, you, and I got some spots, you know, I hunt down here in the flatland. It's just littered with human sign. Mm-hmm. But you can just go like 100 yards. And that's where these bucks are betting. They just don't come to where humans go, because of yeah. a creek or, or something that's a, a big wall of briars. Nobody wants to get through. Yeah. Well, that's where the bucks are ha- hanging out. You yeah, know? and all the people are hunting the field edges or just, you know, uh, cornfield beans. Yeah. them bucks, you know, he ain't coming out in that, you know, field unless there's really a hot dough. and yeah. he's been following a dough all day. Mm-hmm. And they're, to me, they're just low, low odds yeah you know that you're 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 not stacking the odds in your favor by no. hunting in those uh scenarios
0: well also um like it's like i mean this has been mentioned a hundred times um being on peace and everybody's walking way back way way back in or whatever all on the mm-hmm. same trail but that but that buck's bed right there at the access spot just watching everybody do it
1: yeah i mean <laughs> you know? I, I that story we, we talked about i'll i'll give a story for the listeners Regarding that same type of scenario, Um, I shot a big buck, not my best shot. Uh, I gave him like five hours and I started tracking the blood and I actually got on him. I was only like 10 yards away, but it's a giant briar patch. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get a shot out, you know, because of course, you know, you try and pull your bow back. All of a sudden, every sticker in the world's on you that just wasn't on you and he runs off. Well, that deer wasn't watching his back trail. He was watching the access road. People come in and out because you know, I I, boop, I stopped him. So he knew it was a human. He knew yeah. me because he's old enough, big enough that he's been shot at before, most likely. Yeah. So he was watching the access trail that everybody walks in on. I, you know, ten years ago, I would have walked that I would have walked out that access road. But as you age, you get smarter, you're like, all right, he ran towards this road. I'm going and I'm looping like a mile out of the way. Like I was going through like people's yards, I'm like, look, nobody home. I'm gonna go through this yard because it's a big, big woods, and it goes into big fancy houses. And I'm like, I had to get through this house because I gotta get to the road. And it's like, yeah, I don't really know where I'm at. This is like pre Onyx era. Yeah, so I'm like I, I, I think this is the road. I'm looking, listening for cars. I hear a road. I'm like, I just you know dip through somebody's yard, walking <laughs> down the road. And when I came back that at night with a bunch of people, we where we picked him up. You know, he was literally. Ten yards off the cart road, looking at the cart road, but you yeah. couldn't see him on from the cart road. So we we end up tracking him, and from that moment, from there to where we found him, he made a giant loop back to almost where I shot him, and he literally purposely went every thick, nasty piece of blowdown, briar patch, and made this big zigzag. And then when he went into this last little uh, blowdown before, where he died, he made this big circle. You know, that went out in front and then came back around through the backside. And he was literally watching this big open area. So a predator like us. Yeah. think I wonder if deer think we can smell their tracks like a coyote or something. But he literally set up a scent trail where he could see me coming from 100 yards away or see the danger coming following that scent trail back and forth. That's insane. So that deer was dying and in survival instincts because I got so close to someone's on his back trail. Yeah even though he was dying he didn't make that same mistake you know and it's just insane that how smart these deer are and how fast they can take a situation and learn from it yeah. it's not like, like oh it took me 3 years to learn this yeah. they learn like instantaneous. you know and it's fucking burning their memory bank forever they never they never forget about it yeah
0: it's, it, you know it's, i really feel like m- m- most people don't think about th- think about deer like in depth like that like that's definitely something it's the same thing in Michigan with John Eberhardt. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's, yeah. he's like, you know, he's killed so many Pope and young deer and yeah. there's only one of them that um, he's killed that has not been shot at at least four times that he's found like some yeah. kind of remnants left behind Yeah, and it's, it's insane. And like, so yeah. like, you know, when they, when they get that smart, which is almost instantaneously,
1: yeah. you know, they, yeah, they, they process things like they don't get upset with, getting bumped by people um you know they just learn from it like all right this people come here all the time yeah i'll come here at night I'm, i'll rub the shit out of this you know field edge <laughs> yeah. and scrape the fuck out of it but it'll be 2 a.m yeah and you think with all the te- technology that people have uh with te- cell cams and trail cameras they could see that the the deer are actually getting smarter as well yeah you're like we technology is, is because now more people in the woods putting cameras up they're yeah. in the woods all the time so the deer have they really ramp up their you know skill set mm-hmm. if you want yeah. or you going to die <laughs> die quicker <laughs> yeah and, you know uh but yeah i mean bedding stick to th- uh back to the bedding here stick to thick cover stick to pla uh places away from people and like you said sometimes it's 50 yards from a the parking lot. Yeah. And bucks will bed there because everybody walks right on by it yeah. later. You know, I had a, a spot I hunted. Everybody walked by. There's an old, uh, old abandoned house there. And these bucks would literally bed on the backside of this abandoned house. Yeah. And I seen more Pope and young deer there that Halloween day in, in a matter of three years than I probably did in 10 years of hunting. Jesus. They just, because they, the does would funnel through there. Yeah. And no human pressure, like zero. And it's just insane you know, like in day walker too. It's like, like you, I'm literally watching the you know, major highway. Yeah. It's like, this deer didn't care. Like they're all rutted up. And yeah. I mean, they, they swim across this, uh, canal, uh, Creek, I guess you hear them coming. And I mean, I've had them literally, this is, you know, I'm, I'm five foot off the ground. And this one deer was so big that I shot, my broadhead broke. I hit his shoulder. and My broadhead snapped. Yeah. He was, his times are so tall. I felt like I could reach down and grab his antlers. Oh my almost on by my platform. That's insane. Yeah. yeah, like, I shot him here. I rolled him. I'm like, I've arrived. Yeah. And he gets up and takes off. I'm like, I have not arrived. <laughs> like, I have left the building. Yes. And we tracked him, like, 800, 900 yards, bleeding, bleeding like a stuck hog, and never did find him. And, I mean, he was just a massive deer. Wide, tall, typical. And you're like, hmm. Yeah. And you mean I shot him. Five yards from my tree, I'm you know six foot off the ground. That's insane. And you know, and I hit him. I was shooting light arrows back then, and uh, I'm not going to badmouth the broadhead company, but the broadhead snapped and got one lunged him basically. You know, one lunged him with a uh, you know half broken broadhead, <laughs> all the way down. And it's like um, ugh. that's that's a gut wrencher yeah that was, go, the, that was the, that was the end of uh speed era with broadheads for me And <sighs> after that i'm like i'm going back to heavy arrows yeah yep,
0: yeah i but, uh, i haven't had any problems yet but i just i thought i'd just avoid it and go ahead and switch yeah. to heavy arrows.
1: <laughs> yeah and there, there's real too because in kentucky heavy arrows cost me a big 10 because i misjudged them by like five or six yards in the heat of the moment yeah and uh You know, it just shot right on it. I mean, like, shaved a little bit of belly, armpit hair. Mm. And it was like, "Ah." (laughs) yeah. So it's like, there's a good and bad, uh, good and bad to heavy and light arrows. Yeah. You know, but uh, that's uh, that's a topic. You know, you can go on for days about that topic there. Absolutely. Some people get real sensitive about that topic. (sighs) But uh, get back on track here with the we'll talk about access in the bedding. Okay. And for me, I, I speak access. I speak human access more than deer access. And I'll explain when I, what, because for your listeners, I'm a, I set up so I can shoot into the bed. Okay. You know, 30, 40 yards. Yeah. Um, I I want that capability because I've had them, I've set up in the dark and had deer come in and bed down in the dark. Well, I've watched it from 80 yards away before. And it's like, and that deer just doesn't leave. And you're like, no, nah, you're, you're stuck in this tree all day yeah, and you got a nice buck that's been 80 yards away. And you're like, well, this sucks because <laughs> I didn't bring anything to eat or drink. yeah, So it's like, a, it's like the worst 10 hours of your life <laughs> sitting there. Cause they get up and of course they never come to you. They go somewhere else. But so I made the switch to basically so I can shoot into the bed. Yeah. Um, and in the mountains where I've had my most success doing that, it, it's really paid off. I mean, uh, one buck, I, I mean, he's I, I on my YouTube channel. It was like seven or eight yards. He was coming back to bed. Yeah. I uh, smoked him, you know, at 7.40 in the morning or something. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, well before the quote-unquote thermal shift mm-hmm. that the experts would say that you need to hunt Yeah. Uh, high. But there again, it's because that deer in these areas that are high-pressured, they can't wait for that thermal shift to get to the top of the mountain because they're exposing themselves to too many chances to get, you know, lead flung at them or an arrow flung at them or yeah. hikers or anything. So these deer want to get to their little bedding areas uh, right at, you know, seven o'clock and they will slowly scan from far distance and, and look at the bed. Yeah. So I set myself up for access for me. All right. All right these deer are usually going to come from down low, Eighty percent of the time, they might come from the top. So you're 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 hunting that off wind, mm-hmm. if you will, and you're getting up high. Sometimes, sometimes you're not, and you, I mean, that's what's good about Onyx now and GPS is it makes it so much easier. Because back in the day, you'd be like, all right, you know, I got iShine, shine, but then people find your stand, and you're like, you're you're trying to do all these weird stuff. Like, yeah. all right, yeah, you got a little notebook. I'm like, all right, uh, there's a tree, there's an oak here, and. <laughs> It, it makes it very difficult. Yeah. Now Onyx, needs this little breadcrumb trail right to your tree. And yeah, you, know, you can almost circumvent any place where that deer might come. Yeah. You know, you just narrow it down to like, all right, he's probably going to come here. I got food over here down low. He's, I can come in from the right and kind of sneak in, you know, and mm-hmm. just lose, you know, 30%. So I still have 360 degree or 330 degrees, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, safe to, for that deer to, to get a shot off. Yeah. And, uh, see, that's something and
0: that's, that's something I never thought about either until Todd had mentioned it to me. And, um, you know, I was like, what are you talking about? He's, and then he explained it. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah.
1: that's
0: genius. Like, yeah, you know, and that was, that was another, like, I don't know. Uh-huh the, moment. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. For sure.
1: Yeah. For sure. And, and Todd's a smart, yeah, he's been at this game, you know, uh, or not the game, but hunting. Mature box for a long time and having success. Yeah, so he's he's seen a lot of things, you know, and he's adapted to a style that works v- very well for him. Yeah, you know, and uh, that's the key with all this with hunting, you know, fishing, life, work. You need to find a style that works for your skill set, mm-hmm. both mental, physical, you know, and how you 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 process information. Because you and I, we can scout the same piece of woods. We're going to look at it completely different because your brain's wired differently to mine. Mm-hmm. You know, you got, oh, there's rubs, there's scrays, but you could be focused on this or I'm going to be focused on that. And, you know, and after a day of scouting, we can literally sit down and compare notes, probably be somewhat similar but completely different. Yeah. You know, yeah. on how deer are doing things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so when it comes to access – and bedding, it's critical, mm-hmm. especially shooting into the bed. Yeah, it is absolutely, and that this is definitely only a morning setup uh, for listeners. You don't can't do in the evening. It's impossible. Not that I haven't tried, but it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, your, your access is critical, and that is a I learned this technique literally just by trial by fire, and just kept pushing the envelope on how i can make something happen because mm-hmm. uh, like i said three years of not seeing anything not having any type of luck on deer i just started just getting super aggressive and taking chances because i'm up there three or four days in a row yeah so you know what i hunt a different bed each day and just uh, one day i'm gonna come in this way one day i'm gonna come this way come yeah in, and i slowly found a formula that works for me yeah it's it's not for everybody that's for sure yeah. um my buddy, he's not very good at it. He's noisy. <laughs> um, and he doesn't like to get up. Like, th- this setup involves usually getting up crazy early. Yeah. Like, I'm um, set up a quiet, you know, like John Eberhardt. I learned it from him, you know, like two hours for light. Yeah. Like, you're ready to go. Yeah. Like, not get to your tree two hours, like quiet. So, you're getting to your tree two and a half hours for light. Yep. And some of these mountain spots. I mean, I got an hour and a half hike. Yeah. Hour and 15 minute hike. Yeah. So like I'm literally sleeping for like three hours, getting up at one thirty. Yeah, you know, getting rested, getting dressed, and then driving uh, to the trailhead, and then taking that hike up to be there to be there at at, you know at four o'clock. For sure. Yeah. And that's uh, that's not for everybody as well. Mm -hmm. That's some people are built for that. Uh, Some people are not. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: One thing I wanted to ask you about, and we had talked about this. Uh, the last time we tried to record this was the perfect wind. Um, you trying to do it based on what's perfect for you and not what's perfect for the deer.
1: Yes. And that is a big issue. A lot of people have. And I remember back in the day, I read an article, miles Keller. Uh, I don't know if you know too much about him, um, but he's an, he was killing big deer before big deer existed. Yeah. Um Crazy. State record caliber deer monster. He was just very good at what he did at the time, and he would hunt these deer and hunt the wind that's best for the deer. And you're going to find this little trail coming into where it bends, twists, turns, or there's a blowdown mm-hmm. or a bluff. He's got to go around, and when it makes that little bit of bend, that's where you set up on these deer. Mm-hmm. And I use that mindset when I set up on beds. Because you look at a map and be like, all right, northwest, the deer is going to bed here. Yeah. Because it's, it's good for me. It's probably not that good for the deer. Why is he going to bed there? Yeah. Like what what is it, What is the benefit for him bedding there on a northwest? Yeah. He wants to bed there on a southwest. Yeah. Well, southwest sucks for me. Well, he knows that because you know, he's going to come in the mainland. And and that's why he's doing ther- it. <laughs> Yes, the thermals and wind are are, are are coming at him. So in those scenarios, it, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um I've been trying to crack the code in <laughs> this one piece in the salt marsh because all the good bedding is northwest, mm-hmm. but you can't access it unless you have like a, a, a boat. And then you want to walk through like a mile of, you know, shitty ass salt marsh, yeah, you know, to get to the back door. But then they're not going to the water, like they're going to the mainland. Yeah. So it's like it's and I keep trying different things and this year i'm gonna try a new setup like i'm gonna actually try and hunt these ditches with a uh i'm gonna drag an inflatable kayak Mm -hmm. and blow it up and then try and use the high tide to get into some of these ditches like from a wind. yeah and uh it probably is gonna fail miserably i'll probably almost drown doing it um but (laughs) it's like uh i'm fixated on this scenario like I'm going to exhaust every possible option. I'll probably never kill a buck doing this, but it's fun trying different things. Absolutely. You know, I think it's, you yep. know, side note, it's,
0: it's at some point, it's always, it's more about the journey than it is about the kill.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, I, I, dude, I, and
0: listen, if you freaking pull a inflatable kayak and get in there and get it done, I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, exactly Insane. like i'll tell my kids about that oh yes <laughs> they'll
0: be saying they'll be like yeah daddy did this you know 40 yeah.
1: years ago yeah it, it, it could be a six pointer if i see a buck out there i'm probably gonna because at, at a sheer because there's a little bit of aggression involved because mm-hmm. i've literally almost drowned twice hunting this spot so it's like now it's like it's personal it's like all right <laughs> first bucks getting it first legal bucks getting it <laughs> yes. i don't even care because yes. now it's just like it's i'm taking it personal it's like i'm going to make this work yeah you know but even that it probably still won't happen
0: you yeah know? <laughs> i'm gonna stay positive i, I, yeah, I, I exactly. want to te- text when, when you kill yeah.
1: something. <laughs> yeah and this one spot uh i found i've been hunting i, I did a couple instagram posts about it but the so the, they did some dredging and this one ditch it's a man-made ditch mm-hmm. so they must have br- brought they must have run a machine up well it's the only ditch and it runs far it's like a this ditch runs like a quarter mile. Jeez. Uh almost a quarter mile. Well, at high tide with chest waiters, I can almost walk it. Yeah. It's a little sketchy, you know, but so I'm like mid tide, low tide, I can walk this ditch. The key is to get to it. And that's the uh, that's gonna be the fun, fun part of that one. But once yeah. I get past this big raging creek, um, which I don't know, have figured that part out. Yet. If I can get to that that ditch in um midday like early morning like mm-hmm. during the rut i'm in it and if the tide's right you know i got if the tide comes up say you know at, at 7 p.m mm-hmm. and it gets dark at five like i got two hours to get out of dodge like i think i can make it happen yeah for um, sure. and that's snare that's got me really interested because there's some absolute mega giants out there yeah i uh i ran cameras in you know a few cameras and they're all going to be nighttime pictures because close to the road. I can check the cameras easily. Yeah. But I mean, some of these pictures, I mean, they're one forties, 150 caliber deer, big, gnarly, big body. Like, and this is, they're big in October. Yeah. Like they're not even big. Like November. It's like, and you see them in November and you're like, what the fuck is that thing? Yeah. And it's just so big. And you're like, that deer has literally avoided everybody. Yeah. Because he's living. And some of these islands got oaks. There's a little freshwater pond. Like they don't leave them. Yeah, no reason to leave See, whatsoever. You're
0: speaking of islands. I was just on, so real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and then I'm gonna ask you about a scenario, which is has to do with an island and betting. Um, there's a there's an app called Realtree 365, and you get the to, sea bucks Yes, dude, they mm-hmm. are toads. They live. Mm-hmm. They like and th- like this is said a lot, but they are literally are cows with ho- yes. anchors on them.
1: Uh huh.
0: And yes. I was like. Oh, my God. And then a buddy of mine lives in Washington uh, State on an island, and he, like, posted something about a deer that, you know – like, he, he shoots his – I don't really know if he's, like, a big hunter, but he posted – I was like, dude, that deer is a giant. Like, it, like he mm-hmm. had antlers, yeah, and he's obviously in velvet or whatever, but, like, literally looked like he was mid-November, like, yes. Midwest buck right now, and I'm yep. like,
1: dude. And some of those, they don't travel very far. So they don't cons- burn a lot of calories yeah. and, you, and some of these islands, like I said, I hunt at there's oaks, there's random oaks. So these deer, they go from island to island. They just find the oaks Jeez. and they just eat. Like they just don't like, they don't move because yeah. they don't need to travel. Like they're swimming, you know, or look, they don't consume, you know, they don't consume a lot of calories or burn a lot of calories. Yeah. They're just consuming. Yeah. And there's all these little veg- like briar, blackberry briars out there. So there's, food 365 out there yeah so it's like of course it's gonna get big yeah. but to get to them it's like you know uh because i know a lot of duck hunters that's why i got really into the the, the marsh hunting, the salt marsh because i would just be at a bar or somewhere and my you know over here duck hunters talking yeah and they're just t- seeing all these giant bucks i'm like what the fuck is this guy doing <laughs> i'm like i'm like and they're just seeing them, yeah, and they, they, we kick them up all the time, setting up for decoys or taking out a decoys. And I'm like, Oh yeah, do you? I gotta get up. Yeah, I gotta get in on this. Yeah, because some duck hunters they don't, you know, and they'll tell their buddies. But duck hunters are they're some crazy people, yeah, you know. Yeah. They're that they, those guys hunt hardcore, like yeah. They do. So it's like, all right, they're seeing them. I want I want to in on that. Yeah, for sure. So that's why I started riding the tide with the canoe in or out, and it sucks. Yeah, it really does because you ride the tide in, ride tide out. And you're stuck out there all day, basically. Yeah. So if there's no deer out there or no deer moving, it's the worst. Yeah. But the, the, the giants I've seen is like, yeah, I'll risk it. I'll risk three, four years not shooting a buck because yeah. they're that big. And like I said, not just the horns, just the body, yeah. just everything about them. It's like, that's New Jersey. And you're yeah. like, that looks like it's Midwest. Yeah, for sure. You know that, so, that one buck I kill, killed in the big woods, and this is just the big woods. Yeah. It's great genetics. My taxidermist thought I went to Iowa and killed him, the the mass and and the neck and everything. goes yeah. and I shot him like October twentieth, so he was just all big. Yeah, and taxidermist like, oh, you went to Iowa. I was like, no, he goes, you Illinois. I'm like, nope. no, no, nope. like Maryland. I'm like, no, Jersey, Big Woods, South Jersey. He goes, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, I know, right?
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> thing. He's like, you're lying. I'm calling the DNR. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs>
0: um, so. I have, there's a spot here and it's, it's on the river and there's an Island on the backside. And when I killed my buck last year, I was actually on my way to that Island because I wanted to check it out. I figured Mm -hmm. that it wasn't when I finally figured that the water was like, not like crossable by like, you know, just walking. But like, I wanted to get back there and I ended up, running into sign way sooner and set up and shot something Mm -hmm. but so like a like a week later my wife's like i want to hunt there i was like all right bet let's go so we go and we're hunting and you know it's like mid-morning we only seen a few deer so we get up and we're like she was like hey let's go check out the island so we get back there and it's like you need a you need a kayak or something to get across to get over there and it's literally maybe 40 yards but it's like part Mm -hmm. of the river But we, of course, my wife and the wild soul that she is, um, finds a log that's down and is like, I'm crossing it. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I was like, first of all, we're going to die. Second of all, all right, let's go. So we did it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, so we we cross. And, dude, I'm not joking. We get up there and there are, I was like, oh, there's some deer tracks. And immediately I started running into giant tracks. I mean yeah. giant tracks. And it wasn't just on the on the edge, like on the shore. It was like all on the island. Like mm-hmm. all over. And I was like, Oh my I was like, I need to hunt back here. Like I I don't know about hunting on the island itself. I was like, but mm-hmm. literally on the other side, I was like, I'm I'll catch something trying to get over there and swim. You know? Yeah. Um so do you do you think now i don't know i haven't figured out how much pressure this piece gets yet but i'm gonna say it's it's probably mid to low range i don't think it's a lot but Mm -hmm. this is oh it's all the way in the back so it's over a mile uh walk back to here but would do you think that they those bucks would frequently bed that island even if the pressure is not that high
1: yeah it's just they don't want to be bothered if they can bed there and not be bothered yeah. outside of like the, the rut. Like that's uh it's, that's what they want. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're loners by nature, you know, yeah. outside, you know, the month of November and say January when they're looking for food. Yeah. You know, but October, like they don't be bothered, especially yeah. like after it comes off, they're fighting, battling. Yeah. And a buck that's been around the block a few times is like, I'm just going to go over here where nobody's bothering me. Yeah. And he just, you know, lives his life. And, uh, in seclusion basically yeah because like, you know and
0: then, you think about it i like the first thing i was like well was like, it's like this is not the path of least resistance you know what i mean i was like yeah. do you really think they want to hop over the water just to go lay down over there when there's really not getting bothered
1: you I, know i have i've seen them swim across rivers like raging rivers yes for yeah. fishing You look at them, like why are you coming over here <laughs> like it's like summertime but i watch these bucks like swim across it like a a, a hundred yard wide river. I mean, like swim. You see, it, you're like, yeah. what the? Heck? It's a dog or something, and it's like way up. By the time it gets, it gets past you, and you're like, that's the fucking buck? You watching <laughs> swim? Yeah, yeah, and they just cross. You're like, what the fuck was that for? Yeah, for sure. But you're like, but I mean, they're great swimmers. Yeah, and the even in the, when it's cold out, like their the way their their body, their hair is designed. They can be wet and still be warm. Yeah. Like, I have some spots in the marsh, which I found this year, in the salt marsh, the tidal marsh, there, this buck was betting, you know, almost one little uh, island, but even on Supermoon, the the, the tide's super high, he -hmm. was still bad. I kicked him off of there, because I had my chest waders on, Yeah, Uh, I kicked him off of there, to see if a buck was living in the area, you know, and uh, he wasn't big, but he was a buck, but he was literally betting in water, because... The the guys were bird hunting uh, the fields and a few rabbit hunters and whatnot. And so I guess they pushed everything off. And it was literally the only bit of bedding left. Oh, man. He's going to come in there. Like, he was literally, like, bedding in, you know, water. It's a supermoon. So the yeah. tide's a little higher than normal. And I'm like, and you look at it, you're like, and it's just water, like, hair in the water. And you can see where he's bedded down in the muck. You know, he probably wasn't there bedded long. But he nuzzled up, you know, will yeah. wait for them people to leave and then go back. It was yeah. Where, or whatever.
0: That's insane. Yeah, he was like uh, like a slight elevation right there where he wasn't yeah. so deep. That's, that's yeah, yeah. You know, he
1: was bedding you know, like an inch of water. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they they don't have like we have Google. Oh, Supermoon's moons this tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go, know, and they hope. I, I guess I've seen them get up, and move when the tide's a little higher than normal. Yeah, it will affect movement uh sooner when uh, the tide's going to come up. You know, I've watched them. I've learned. To not get so aggressive on those days because it's going to push them off sooner. Yeah. You know? So uh, I look at those when a tide is going to be at its peak on, a, say, a super moon or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll go hunt the 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 mainland more than the islands because yeah. the chance are going that that water is going to push them off. Yeah.
0: So wrapping up, betting, Um, give me give me two points that are you would deem extremely important for betting?
1: Uh, Two points. Just two? Um, Just
0: two. I know you could probably uh, give me 30.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll take two. Two for betting uh, is get away from people. Um, uh, Old bucks like to be alone. Um, And then if you can get the thickest, nastiest part uh, of the property Mm -hmm. and it, if that happens to coincide with like terrain in the mountains, a patch of laurels on a point, odds are you're going to find, you know, some buck sign and possibly a buck bed. And just because you find a bed doesn't mean it's a buck bed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or a buck worth shooting. Uh, you know, you got to use your little intuition. Big yeah. trap, big bed, you know, and depends on the area of the the country you hunt. You know, like I bring a tape measure when I'm scouting and if the beds, you know, forty two the you know forty two plus push uh, I like to say like forty four mm-hmm. you know? then I get interested because it's a big body deer big mm-hmm. trap, big body there's that's a, interesting, it, I never heard that yeah there's a very good chance that it could be a, uh, a bigger deer yeah uh, not always. it always could just be a uh, you know horribly genetic uh size, <laughs> but big body which big mature deer i'll i'll shoot it. i don't care what the rat looks like if For it sure. Bang. I'm shooting it. So,
0: yeah, for sure. For sure. For so, sure.
1: That's when it comes to bedding. You said, just be, uh you know, think like a deer would think, you know, yeah. Don't what's like, Oh, it's going to be easy to hunt this. But if you're a deer, how would you get away from humans? If somebody yeah. wanted to kill you, where would you go? Yeah. You know, mindset, you know, that predator prey become the prey for a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. all right, I get it now. And when you find a bed, Think of why it's there. How do you know why he's there? You know what when he's petted you know, and where he's going to go. Yeah, well, where sure. from. Yeah. Well, that
0: was. I have two full pages. I have no more room. <laughs> I love it. Greg, thank you so much. Yeah, for man. taking the time and, and, and teaching me some stuff and then let me pick your brain a little bit. Yeah, Sharing some, I, I love and I told Todd this. I love. Talking to you guys and hearing your stories because I, I learn a lot from those as well from your experiences, success and failures.
1: Yes, um, and like I said, us older older gentlemen, we have, you know, I wish uh, I had the the technology that we have today. Like I didn't have anything. Like yeah. we didn't have anything. We didn't have GPS. We have shit. So <laughs> funny, you know, like you literally learned through trial and error, the, like the hard way. Yeah. you because you know, I'm going to try this. Well, all right. it right, doesn't really uh, relate to here because most articles written in air, written from areas I'll never hunt. Yeah. Um. So, it's- oh, you mean
0: like the giant uh, green, lush bean fields that are private that haven't been hunted in you know a year and a half? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> you know, uh So, it's I like talking to like like uh, guys like Todd and people that's been hunting a long time. Yeah. They might not kill a lot of big deer per se. It's industry standard. Yeah. Someone that spent 30 years in the wood who's killed uh, a good amount of deer, they know some shit, man. Absolutely like, do. Sit back and they know some shit. And I was talking to Chad from Exodus because he was, man, I am I need to get on, you know, do something different. And I told him, he was like last year, I was like, you need to find people who are like 80 years old <laughs> their whole life and yes. interview them because yes. that it's like talking to an old, you know, uh, war vet, Vietnam yep. vet, work two vet, whatever. Like, yes. those people seeing things, experience things. It's like, or even just old people in general. They're yeah. a wealth of knowledge, man. They've seen more shit, you know, than half of us will ever probably see. Yeah. yeah and they're such it's so cool talking to people that's done it for a, a length of time. Yeah. So I, I think me personally, I think that's why I resonate because I don't think I've done anything special yeah. to be considered what people consider me. Like yeah. I've been doing it a long time. You know like like the hard way a long time. Yeah. So I think that's resonates with a lot of people. Cause there's people that are like my age and they relate to my story. Go. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know that story. Yeah. I know how that goes yeah.
0: <laughs> for sure. Uh, Greg, thank you so much, brother. Thank yeah, you, man. am this will be definitely, uh, two part series just because it, it's, or two part episode, just because it's so it's good. First <laughs> and second part. And it's long. All right. good. Um, brother, uh, Thank you so much, and and yeah, can't it, wait to talk again. Yeah, and uh, hopefully you'll be inflating some kayaks and and yeah. killing a buck in a crazy ditch.
1: Yeah, hopefully. All right, maybe brother. I'll be maybe I'll be tagged out by before then. I won't need to.
0: Hey, that that's the plan, right? <laughs> that's the plan. Yeah. Have a good one, brother.
1: All right, later, man.